You're listening to The Private Citizen. This is episode 78 for Wednesday, the 7th of July, 2021. Did you know that your friends are extremists? Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Private Citizen. My name is Fab. Welcome to the show. Coming to you live, as usual, from late night Düsseldorf in Germany, uh, where I'm... You know, we, we were talking about the Crypto Wars last episode, so this episode uh, is, is going to be about the other thing that's raging right now. It's going, this is going to be about the culture wars. There are wars everywhere. Um, I want to talk about this new Facebook uh, function that they're trialing um, and why it is very, 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 I think a very bad idea. And it's, a, it's one, another one of these things where it's like a really bad precedent, I think. Um, and it's just, you know... Um, another show I uh, wanted to get out before that I'm, I'm gonna go on holiday so just be aware um, there's gonna be a two three week hiatus uh, of the show here I am to be back by the 28th of July with another episode I hope that'll work um, I hope I can get that done um, if it's if it's a few days late uh, don't worry I'll be back and I'll, I'll make it I'm, I'll make it all up to you okay I promise uh, I'll make it all up to you. And um, yeah, um, I'll, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna not touch my computer for that time. I'm just gonna I need to unwind a little bit. Probably work a little bit on my novel. Uh, I've been for years. I've been writing a novel. If you want to check that out, go to grimdeep.com. You can read the what is it? Oh, I don't even know. What did I put online? First two chapters, I think. Uh, let's 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 see here. Let's, let's go to grimdeep.com. What do we have? Yes, you can read the first two chapters right now if you're so inclined. Anyway, I'm going to do that. But before I leave, uh, I have another podcast for you, uh, which is this episode, and I want to talk about, uh, as I said, a Facebook's thing. So, uh, uh, as as one of my favorite streamers, also on Twitch always says without further ado let's crack straight into it shout out to uh, Pestley who's one of the best Tarkov streamers out there and currently live streaming his life that's exciting um, he does like audio edit or like video editing on stream like or like the recordings like he has editors but it, I think it's pretty cool um and uh yes so um let's talk about let's talk about uh facebook and obviously i'm live streaming on twitch so we uh, we might have some live feedback again that seemed to work really good last episode currently um the feedback's mostly about my mustache um i have i have a i, I have a mustache currently uh, it's not going to be long for this world uh the wife hates it but uh since i'm um I'm going to spend, uh, you know, spend some solo time in the next week or so. I'm, I, I was like, I can, I can have a mustache. If she isn't seeing me anyway, I can, can have a mustache. But after that, I have to cut it off. Otherwise, she'll, she'll divorce me. Um, but let's talk, stop talking about facial. And you're not there because of this. And you're also probably listening to this as a podcast. So that doesn't really... I mean, you can go to Private Citizen Press. There are links to... 
uh, to everything. You know, the show notes, uh, as I always say, you know, uh, copious show notes, a lot of stuff uh, that goes into the show, all the links. Uh, today, it's just basically one link, but I've, I've copied some of the stuff. Um, I'm going to read from the, the news stories of, of, of Red. But uh, there's also links to, like, the... You know, I, I live stream this on Twitch, and then you know sometimes we get live feedback, and then I'll upload them to YouTube so you can you can watch them after the fact if you want. Um, if you, if you want to see my uh, my dog disrespect mustache uh, in all its glory, uh, or maybe maybe Harry Bosch Harry Bosch from the books that'll work as well. But uh, let's talk about Facebook. So what's what what's Facebook doing? What's going on? So Facebook. Uh, is trialing a function that I I have termed uh, digital blockvart. I'm going to explain what blockvart is uh, in a minute. Um, sometimes it's handy being German because we have these uh, by the you know I always, almost said virtue of the fact, but it's not a virtue. You know, by the the shameful part of our history uh, with the Nazis, they pioneered. A lot of horrible things, and one of it is, it is the blockvart, which is kind of what Facebook is doing right now. And then we further, of course, we further um, kind of improved this under socialism in East Germany uh, with the Stasi. But so Facebook has, uh, has has implemented a function where they um, they're, they're testing that for some users, where they give you like this message message pops up and uh, says that some of your friends. Uh, might be extremists. So the actual wording of the message, um, I've got a screenshot here from one. Uh, so in my case, it would say, here, uh, Fabian, you may have been exposed to harmful extremist content recently. Violent groups try to manipulate your anger and disappointment. Oh, uh, I thought that was just the presidential candidates. Uh, you can, uh, the, the politi politicians. Um Or, or the media. Uh, you can take action now to protect yourself and others. Get support from experts. All right, experts. That sounds great. Uh, spot the signs. Understand the dangers of extremism. And hear from people who escaped violent groups. That's actually quite interesting. I would actually enjoy that. Uh, some people who like, escaped, I don't know, Boko Haram or... You know the Taliban or whatever, whatever they're talking about. Uh, but anyway, so let's let's first get up to speed. I'm going to read here something from The Verge because, um, not because it's a good uh, it's a good take on the story, but they had kind of the exclusive and it's a good overview of what the media generally made out of this. So half this story from The Verge is quoting Facebook's uh, press uh, PR bullshit, as I like to call it, propaganda. Uh, but you know, let's let's just see what what The Verge says. Facebook, uh, Facebook is testing prompts that will link users to anti-extremism support and resources if the company believes the user knows someone who could be on the path to extremism or if the user has been exposed to extremist content themselves. In a statement to The Verge, a Facebook spokesperson said that the test is part of the company's, quote, larger work. Uh, incoming. Uh, quote, larger work to assess ways to provide resources and support to people on Facebook who may have engaged with or were exposed to extremist content or may know someone who is at risk. Risk. There's a there's com there's commas missing in a sense. Verge or Facebook. Uh, Facebook has long been the subject, subject of scrutiny from the public and lawmakers and the press. 
Um, that's me editorializing. Uh, as many say that its algorithm divide people and push them towards extreme ideologies, something the company has itself recognized. I don't think they, they would agree that they've recognized that their algorithms uh, divide people and push them to work. It's also not the algorithm. I'm going to get into that later, but uh, let me just editorialize. This is bullshit, Verge. Um, I mean, of course, it's happening on Facebook, but it's ev happening everywhere. You don't have to be on Facebook. People are being divided. We talked about this on the show. Um, I did an episode. Oh, God, what episode was this? Oh, my God. Oh, my fucking God. Uh, let's go to private citizen, not press. Uh, and on the homepage. Oh, I scrolled the wrong window. That's that's also not good. Uh, on the homepage, if you scroll down, there's a more episodes. But actually, I should rename that to all episodes <laughs> because it lists all episodes. And then if you go to uh, episode 22 from the 3rd of June 2020. So from like pretty much last year um, when I talked about like George Floyd and the uh, Black Lives Matter protests and the episodes were titled uh, Stand Together Not Divided uh, this is an episode worth, worth listening to where, where I talk about this my view on um, on the problem that we're facing right now and that of course things like um, violence against black protesters uh, is, a, is a huge problem but also that we're getting divided, like you know, just the, the the way people talk about these things um, in the media and you know in the public in general just just is aimed to divide us. Um, I guess the press um, has more um, gets more views from that, and it it works better for them, and it works for politicians surely. Like if you divide people into camps, you like. You know, you solidify your, your your camp. You solidify your vote, your voting block. And so my my point was like, you know, the, I I have a big problem with the term racism because it's based on an under, you know, it's based on ideology that, I mean, the Nazis didn't invent. Um, it was invented in around 1900, 1910, popularized. But you know, the Nazis took it mainstream. Basically, the idea that there are races in human beings, which is wrong, scientifically wrong. There's no such thing. Like, there's barely such thing as a race anyway. Like, with dogs, like, it's it's basically just, like, uh, guesswork. Like, where one... It's just it's just convention where you say, okay, this is one race and that's, that's another race of dog, right? Or breeds, you would call it, with dogs. But, like, um, you know, there's, there's, such a, there's such a thing as a species, which is a biological term. So, you know, the old thing with the horse and the donkey... Two species can't breed, or they can breed, but the mule, the offspring, is not um, cannot uh, breed itself. So that's that's what that's how you usually define a species. Um, my biology teacher always um, in German it's called an Art. He always, if you speak German, he always used to say, "Was ich Schad und Part, das ist eine Art." So things that um, can interbreed are species. Um, Right, and with humans, it's just idiotic. I mean, it's just like you know. I mean, it's it's as easy to it's very easy to understand um, if you if you look at skin color. Right, there is there is no such thing as white and black. There's shades of every color. <laughs> you know, with with black people, there's actually um, I'm I'm listening. To, I was listening for a while to some black uh, history podcasts, and there's like a lot of like there was this famous like brown paper bag test where they just held a paperback up next to your face. And if you were browner than the paperback, then you were considered black, right? Um, so there's all these, it's all, it's all shades everywhere, everywhere, right? This whole idea 
um, that there are races is bullshit. And of course, there's like, there's like, within the bullshit, there's even more layers of bullshit, right? There's the thing where um, if you're uh, an anti-Semite, uh, people call that racism because the Nazis, the Nazi theory was that the Jews are an actual race. Being Jewish is a religion, right? I could. I don't. I actually don't know how that works because I'm not a religious person. But I assume I could become Jewish, right? I could. I mean, I certainly. I'm. I'm. I'm a pagan. I mean, I'm not baptized anything, right? Um, I could. I know that I could become a Catholic like tomorrow, right? Um, I, I assume it's, this, it's the same way. Um, it's a religion. Of course, there's you know, it's a culture as well. Uh, I understand that. Um, so that's also great, but like the whole idea, like it's it's all designed to divide us. This this whole ideology. That's why I don't like the term racism. And my point was actually in that episode. You should go back and listen to that. It's, it's, I think it's it held up really well. Um, it's um, it's really all about dividing us, right? In these camps, left, right. I talked about this a lot. How like I would generally characterize myself as being a bit more con- conservative. But like that doesn't really work. Like I was talking with my friend uh, Mike on the show where I said I'm a conservative, and then he explains what he think a, a conservative is or what like I don't know. If you read the New York Times, what you think a conservative is, I wouldn't be that. Um, so it's like it's all all these terms. People just like that's how the human brain works. I think people are trying to put everything in like categorize it right. That's how we do things. We have little little drawers for everything. Uh, you're left, you're right, you're blue, you're red, right? All all of these things, um, uh, and it doesn't really work, right? Um, Doctor Koala Sciences in the um, in the in the chat says uh, in, in Twitch chat. Um, well, there's a Jew. I think you mean a Jewish ethnicity. See, as ethnicity is another is another term. Like I studied history. Um, and you learn these things like it's i mean that's an actual like that's actually scientific term but it's very very complicated right what's what's the german ethnicity right is that um is that characterized by speaking german they speak german in austria austria for well germany before germany right before germany this is very complicated before germany was a nation state when it was kind of like a kind of like a collection of countries that were generally considered something that people would call German. Austria was part of that, right? Uh, it actually used to be the um, the biggest and most influential country in the Holy, Holy Roman Empire, which at that time, you know, you would today, if you look back, you would call Germany. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's very complicated. And I, I don't like these terms right i did, we have to be very careful like um to me uh being jewish first and foremost is a religion um and of course that can that can be it can be a culture uh it can be an ethnicity but like does it have to be um i'm not i'm not quite sure 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 <laughs> centuria pertus uh who is from texas i think says yeah you have to eat schnitzel to be german see that is the actual problem because the the foremost schnitzel uh is the wiener schnitzel which is the vienna schnitzel which is in austria and you tell a german that uh, you tell an austrian that he's german okay very mad at you um 
I always make that joke. Like I always say, you, you guys are basically German because from a historic sense. So basically, there were there were German Austria. I mean, um, of course, Austria is culturally very different from Germany. But like back in the day, there was no Germany. So you know, Hamburg is culturally very different from Bavaria. Right, the difference between Hamburg and Bavaria is pretty much as much as from Hamburg to Austria. If you leave the modern stuff uh, uh, out of it, and the only reason we're, we're getting sidetracked here, but I think it's okay. It's actually this topic is not so long, so I can waffle a bit. <laughs> I think. Oh, I will. I, I love these topics. So, so um, the only reason Austria is not part of Germany right now is because Bismarck. Um, so back back when Bismarck united Germany, when Bismarck uh, made Germany a nation state, right, uh, fought several wars against Denmark and later against Austria uh, to create Germany, there, there was like the German question that they called it, called it back in the day had like two answers basically: uh, the Großdeutsche Lösung and the Kleindeutsche Lösung, the large German solution and the small German solution, um, basically meaning creating a nation state of Germany with all these different kingdoms under one rule um, with Austria or without. And Bismarck, who is credited with founding a school of politics called Realpolitik, so the politics of the possible, the, the, like the, yeah, the, the, the politics of the possible, really, like, you know, democracy, doing what's possible. Bismarck recognized that he wouldn't get Austria into this whole thing. Like, he wouldn't be able to create Germany as a nation state with Austria which is why they, he kicked them out in the war. Um, and that, that is a, a large part with it, I think, uh, you know, from my perspective on history, which is, of course, if you're in Austria, colored from the German side, um, that is where a large part of the we're our own country thing comes from. Of course, they also were a big monarchy, you know. Um, but Austria, like the monarchy is weird. Like, they, you know, they had Hungary, like, and now they don't think that... Like no modern Austrians don't think Hungary should be part of uh, of Austria. Anyway, so so that's why that's why it was created like that. Of course, Hitler tried to or did unite it again, but like, um, like it, it's not like that didn't ha- hold up after because Germany lost the Second World War, uh, and then for geopolitical reasons, like let's say the, the the Allies said, you know, it can't be with Austria. Austria itself didn't want to be part of Germany anymore um and it was it was basically so in the time of bismarck that's why bismarck he bismarck this bismarck realized that uh, he realized there was too much animosity both on the german side on the and the austrian side so these things are very complicated if you like if you study anything and not that i have a degree but i spend a lot of time at university and i did pay attention uh for a while, no, I did pay attention a lot, but only to the things that interested me, which was a problem. But you realize that all of this stuff is incredibly complicated. Um, so whenever you have a solution where somebody goes, you're in this camp or you're in that camp, it's probably wrong. And, but what I tr- what I was trying to say with all of this, um, that this is not, as The Verge put it, um, the fault of the algorithms. This is society. Facebook is basically a digitization of our social life. It's a big pub, right? Um, it's a big social gathering. You know, in the Middle Ages, it would have been the, the marketplace. Um, and 
it's it's your corner pub just like for everybody around the world and their algorithms are just a um they copy reality right i mean yes they create reality in a certain way they influence reality but it's this this people who think that this division in society is a problem of social networks they don't they have no that they have no idea what's going on i mean it's a factor yes but i mean this is human nature because you can see this happening all through like i I wouldn't say all throughout history but like if you if you're into modern history like me at least since like mass media was a thing right so before world war one before world war two uh during world war two you had these very same um dynamics happening right speaking of the nazis that's how they um galvanized their support uh, by dividing people and it's a, it's a typical tactic. I mean, it's called divide and conquer, right? It goes goes back to the Romans, I think. Is that Caesar um, or Augustus? Maybe I don't know. Um, it's like that's a, that's just a, like putting that on Facebook is just a, too simplistic, I think. And this is where the whole like the Verge swallows this idea hook, line, and sinker, um, and they just quote Facebook. I mean, this is their idea, but they also quote Facebook too much. Um, so I'm 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 going to try to show you how this kind of thinking leads towards giving Facebook way too much power. Um, um, Centurion Protest says they were also trying to balance the Protestant versus the Catholic numbers in the new German Empire. I mean that was certainly like Bismarck. I mean I, I took the culture wars topic right. That's from Bismarck right. That's Kulturkampf. Uh, Bismarck of course being Prussian, being uh, Protestant, uh, always tried to. He, he was thinking the Catholics have too much power, um, and he tried to. This is like one of the biggest mistakes Bismarck did. This is something that's not really realpolitik. He, he completely overestimated his power. Um, he tried to uh, decrease the influence of Catholics in in Germany for I think a good like I mean good reason. Um, he had a point. Um, the, the point basically was. Uh, the Catholic Church is so powerful that, like, even looking, especially looking back, like, at the Middle Ages, but also, you know, Bismarck's time, um, the Catholic Church, Church is so powerful, it, like, it c- controls states, right? And as a, as a Protestant, he didn't really want that. Uh, it's just that, like, this whole culture war idea was a bad idea. And it's it's a bad idea these days as well. Um, well... Dr. Koala Sciences says politics are based on division. It's elemental to create an enemy so your people rallying with you and gain power, this economical and social thus economical and social advantage. Well, that's one part of politics. Um the other it goes hand in hand. It's I would say it's an interplay. There's also um there's also power in creating unity. If you look at what the socialists did, I mean, um there was division in play, of course, as well with social classes over there. Um, but um, they, to, they, their system worked very differently uh, from, from the system of the Nazis, for example, where the Nazis were very clearly, uh, this is the enemy, you have to fight the enemy. Um, the Soviets said that as well, you know, the class enemy. Um, but their system, as, as far as I think, uh, was much more built against integrating everybody. They, they went out of their way um, to call people uh, laborers, for example, um, you know, which really weren't. 
Um, so I, you know, I think it, it goes both ways. Um, there have been very successful political movements um, that united a lot of people. Um, that is how uh, Germany used to be governed um, by a, by coming together of all these different factors and parties. And you know, it wasn't it wasn't perfect. Um, but this division thing taking over, it, it, it's kind of like a, I feel it's like a, it's like a circle, right? It, it's like a, um, not a circle. Um, what do you call these things on the, on the stock market? It's like a, you know, when you have a crash every hundred years, it's like, yeah, it's like a cycle, right? It goes up and down. It's like the, it's like the, the app and flow, uh, you know, the, the tide coming in uh, high tide, low tide kind of thing, <laughs> a wave, a pike. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, let's, let's go on with, uh, what the word says here. So they're saying in the algorithms are at fault, uh, they go on. Facebook says that the tests go along with its redirect initiative, which quote, yeah, bullshit coming in. Quote, which helps combat violent extremism and dangerous organizations in several countries. According to its webpage, the program, as the name implies, redirects users to educational resources instead of further hateful content. It also says the test is part of its response to the Christchurch call for action campaign. And this is after social networks, after, you know, the Christchurch massacre, mosque massacre was live streamed. They, they got they were afraid um, that, you know, it, it, they would get legislative blowback. That's why this campaign exists. Um, response to the Christchurch call for action campaign and the test identifies both users who may have seen extremist content and those who have had enforcement actions taken against them by Facebook in the past. The test links to resources intended to help, help someone intervene if they are concerned about a loved one uh, joining a violent extremist group or movement on a Facebook support page titled What Can I Do to Prevent Radicalization? Facebook links to Life After Hate, Hate's Exit US, USA program, which Facebook says helps people find, quote, a way out of hate and violence. The support page also gives tips on engaging with someone who's trying to leave a hate group. Now, this whole, as as fast, I'm going to quote from The Verge. Um, this whole thing um, is just like full of landmines, full of judgment and full of like stupid ideas. So uh, if you go to Private Citizen Press, uh, every episode has tags, right? I have a tag on hate, hate speech and I did uh, previously edit two episodes on hate speech, but I think probably the episode 46 is the most important where I discuss basically um, if you try to fight hate speech, what that does to free speech, right? And uh, this being mostly about uh, Germany, but also in Europe, where they're now trying to fight hate speech. And I'm basically what I'm trying to explain in this episode is that, like, you know, what is hate? How do you define hate? Um, in Germany, we have a legal definition, actually, uh, and we have new laws that are tightening this down, which are also very, very controversial. Um, you know, there are there are things classified as hate hate in countries that I wouldn't say. I hate. I'm, a good example, I always bring this up, this was years ago, this is when I first saw this uh, in action and I, I, I started seeing, I was doing a Linux podcast at the time called Linux Outlaws, uh, I was living in London and I first saw this shit happening, start happening, right, the, 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 this is when I was first concerned about hate speech laws. So there was a guy, um, of course in the UK, is it in November, um, on like the day, you know, World War II ended. Uh, people wear like these plastic flowers 
these poppies, right? And they symbolize, I think, end of World War One. Um, but they basically symbolize, you know, the the people, the the soldiers lost um, in World War One and and World War Two. Um, and um, uh, to me, uh, I when I was in London, I never wore one, and people were looking at me weirdly, uh, and I was happy, like it's. Really, nobody ever asked me. There were like one of two people I, I got into talks with, uh, including one guy who was selling these things who approached me. Um, and I explained to him that, yes, while I uh, respect and uh, am glad for especially World War II, um, you know, the uh, basically liberation of Germany from the Nazis, uh, my grandfather fought on the other side. And... Um, he didn't die in the war, but he basically died off the war uh, several decades later. I mean, he was never... Uh, I, I would go as far as saying he was, uh, he was very damaged. Um, he became an alcoholic. He was a very nice person, but um, he was definitely... He saw some shit and experienced some shit. And, you know, and I, I always think it's everything has two sides. Everything. Like, even fighting the Nazis, that's why, you know, sometimes I... People talk about, you know, Hollywood now was fighting the Nazis. That's, you know, it's it's another one of these things. Like, if you study history, you actually look into that. What are the Nazis, right? Is Are we talking the SS? Are we talking the Wehrmacht? There might have been just some people who, like, my, my grandfather volunteered for the SS. He was the nicest man. He, uh, to me, when I was a kid, he was just the nicest man. I think he was a very nice man. He was just, I think, I don't know, he never really talked about it to me. But I think he was just like... um fed propaganda, right? And he volunteered because he, he thought he was doing the right thing. Uh, and then they shipped him off to war, <laughs> you know? And so I, I never never wanted to wear a poppy. Why I respect people doing that and I don't mind. I don't I don't think I should do that myself. Um, and then there was a, a similar guy who, who had these feelings or had stronger feelings toward this um, for I, I think some other reasons. I don't think he was German. I don't know. Anyway, so this guy on Twitter... Uh, had a video of him burning a poppy because he thought that was like a a bad sign like that that that's a sign for war right and even if you think the war is justified you know the world war 2 was horrible and you know the the allied side bombed through two atom bombed two uh cities full of civilians right they killed hundreds of thousands of people in Germany, civilians in Germany. Um, something, you know, in, on, in any other war, like a carpet bombing or fire bombing of a huge city full of civilians, you would call a horrible war crime. Um, so this guy was protesting. He burned this poppy uh, and he got actually uh, um, indicted and, and I think uh, even like, convicted of, of hate speech. I, I hate hate crime by doing that. I, I don't understand how that is hate. Uh, he was protesting war, right? To me, that was always like, if that what your is that what your hate speech laws are? I I don't I don't really um, I don't understand. Um, and like these laws are are very very problematic. I think um, they're often um, like. Not, f I wouldn't say fair, right? Um, there's there's some things on on one side of this po political spectrum which are hate speech, and then basically the same thing on the other side of the political spectrum, 
and I leave it up to you to figure out which spectrum is which, at least, you know, when you look at the laws in Germany, which, which are not hate speech. And, um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Um, so Dr. Koala Sciences says, I believe I would be, it would be hard not to be a Nazi when it was popular in Germany. See, but like, that's the question, like, what's a Nazi? Uh, my grandfather, um, you know, if you, if you say you're a Nazi, Nazi being short for member of the Nazi party, the NSDAP, like if you just, if you, you know, the, the historical term, the historical understanding would be member of the party. I, I mean, my grandfather was in the SS, of course he was a member of the party. Um, was he, uh, was he a member of the party because he understood what was going on? I don't think so. Right? It was just a peer pressure thing. Um, it's just like how in uh, in East Germany everybody was a member of the SED, um, you know, of the Socialist Party. That's just like if you wanted to take part in in private life, that's how it was. Um, so even like all of these things are very very gray. Um, so, but like the the problem I have with this is all of these like what's extremism? Who decides what's extremism? Who should decide it? Should it be Facebook? I think Facebook should be the last people to decide what is extremism. Um, I mean, it's one thing, and I, I I object to this, but like it's democracy, right? When our duly elective representatives um, and the government goes and makes laws and says this is hate speech and this is extremism, that's one thing. I find that even problematic, but like. It's just beyond any understanding to me as like a private citizen in a hopefully democratic republic um, to leave that up to a company. And then they just go and link to some NGO. I don't know what the fuck life after hates exit US, what, what that is. Right, that's like that's that's like this fucking YouTube censorship thing where they go, yeah, well, you have to you have to agree with the WHO. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> like it's a United Nation organ. Who made the WHO uh, arbingers of of what the scientific consensus is? Nobody. <laughs> no, no biologist. No, you know, no, no, uh, no, 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 no medical scientist. No doctor. No, nobody. Fucking like it's a it's a UN uh, operation. Like yes, you you can be you can be. Uh, uh, friendly towards the UN you can like the UN but like they do they don't have any jurisdiction over me you know I'm a I'm a citizen of the Federal Republic of Germany uh, which is you know so 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 that my government has jurisdiction over me and the European Union has jurisdiction over me yeah sure Germany's a member of the UN right but we didn't sign any Carter that said uh, German citizens have uh, uh, freedom of speech is subject to what the UN says, uh, what, yeah, or what the WHO said. Like, and that's just like that's just one example, right? That this is this is what happens when a private company goes, oh, we need some expert. This is the expert. Everybody agrees this is the expert. And then you know, I mean, I talked about this previously because they uh, they pulled a video of mine, uh, a podcast episode from YouTube, and it's just ludicrous because like in their fucking thing they go. Um, well, you know, SARS-CoV, uh, COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2, whatever, uh, on this topic, you have to agree. You, you can't say anything that that's not like um, basically uh, 
okayed by the WHO or your local health authority. Now, my local health authority is the Robert Koch Institute. In the last year, and I've been following this topic quite clearly, the Robert Koch Institute several times vehemently agreed with w, uh, disagreed with WHO guidance. What, what do I do then? What's YouTube going to do then? This is, all, this is all idiotic. And I can tell you this fucking Facebook stuff where they go, oh, you're an extremist, your friends are extremists, the stuff you're reading is extremist. It's the same bullshit. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, Centurion Reporter, I think, has it right. Extremism is everything the ruling class doesn't like. Uh, yeah, or as Astro puts it, was peace, freedom, slavery, ignorance, the same. This is exactly that. This is some real Orwellian shit that's going on. And it's not even that we go, the government can decide. No, we just some random private company run by some madman dude who can't even drink water without looking like Commander Data, right? Or like a, the fish people alien. I mean, who made these people? Like, who thinks it's a good idea for them to decide? Um, and like, like what? I mean, why are they doing this, right? I mean, the, the Verge... Um, already uh, kind of points us in the right direction, but what I think is happening is this: so we had we had things that happened. We had the Christchurch uh, attacks, um, and we had the presidential election last year. That that were the two big things where things happened. Maybe in Europe, Brexit. I talked with Mike about this previously, um, where you know the leave 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 EU campaign or whatever. Um, where I wouldn't say the public. I think the, the, the part of the public that is mirrored in the media, I'm not going to say the mainstream media, but like the, you know, your radio, your television, your, you know, your BBC, your, your public broadcasters, the, what most people listen to. Um, the part of the public that was mirrored there um, said, well, this is a problem with social media. You know, and Mike was of the opinion. We we had several episodes where we argued this back and forth, uh, where I said I don't think it's a problem of social media. Um, social media is certainly a factor, but I don't think it's the underlying factor, right? Where they were going, like, okay, the Russians manipulated the presidential election, and I was like, dude, have you looked at these fucking ads they were running? Right? These are just morons. The only people that are gonna react to this are morons, and of course the morons did. But it's not like I was always like, we need to fucking solve this. We need to get like the, the, the state. Like if you live in a country where the state controls the education system, this is what the state should do. This is what people should get. Like children got, should get taught in school as early as possible. Um, pretty much before you. It's like fucking math. Who needs math? We need to fucking treat, teach. Well, we need some math. But we really need to fucking treat, uh, teach people like children what propaganda is, where it comes from, how do you recognize it, right? And that's what we need to do. Um, but it's like the bullshit, like, so so there's a massacre in a, in a mosque or in several mosques in New Zealand. The guy live streams it and people go, oh, the live streaming is the problem. No, fucking no, it's a madman shooting people. That, first of all, that's not new. That happens all the time. Not as not often, luckily, but it happens all the time. So it's happened ever since the media existed, which multiplies this kind of thing. And people, these people want attention, so they do this kind of shit. Um, but it's not the fucking if the live stream isn't the problem, 
right? It's like fucking saying, oh, uh, this violence. It's like the guys who go, it's this video gaming's fault. This is all a video game. The people who play shooters, right? And then they go and like the guy, the guy shoots somebody, uh, he shoots around in a, in a school, gets suicided by police. Then they search his home. They go like, oh, he was playing Call of Duty. <laughs> He's a terrorist. Yeah, fucking, I've got news for you. Like what, 80 million people in the US or whatever are playing Call of Duty? Like what? Like, that's like saying, oh, the guy owned a car. So he was a terrorist. Like what? Uh, it's like, yeah, citizenship education. That's good. Like I never got educated about taxes. That's another thing you need to educate people about. And also how to cook some basic food, right? Everybody should be taught that. Right? How to fucking live without just like ordering everything in. Because otherwise you get zoomers and that's not, that's not a good thing. Um, propaganda comes from the schools, the large parts of the reports. Yeah, of course. But like it's not like generally, I would say in our probably in the US, in Germany, in the UK, uh, it's not like like it's not like a conspiracy. Right. They're not they're not teaching kids propaganda because like it's just because teachers are for, teachers like when i say education should be better it, sh it should start with teachers right the first thing you need to do before you teach the kids is you need to teach the fucking teachers the fucking teachers can't tell propaganda apart like most of the teachers i i, I actually know quite a lot of teachers my parents both were teachers i exclude them from this because they taught me well uh but like a lot of teachers don't understand how propaganda works. They think, oh, the government says something, that must be right. Somebody else says something, it's propaganda. Like, the Russian government says something, it's propaganda. Our government says something, that must be the truth. Right? They don't understand something that I've mentioned on the show a lot, that propaganda is everywhere. It comes from all sides. Your own government also has propaganda. Um, so, um, anyway, so so that's that's the problem. The media has convinced enough people or made it look like enough people are convinced that social media is at fault, right? So they go, well, Facebook needs to like, and then, then, then we get into some really bad shit because suddenly we're tasking private companies with basically what you're doing here is you want them to police our social life because our social life is moving to these. That's what I said. Like that's, that is maybe the problem. The problem is not that the algorithms are like steering. The problem is we're moving our social life into the digital realm and everything else just grows out of that. So that's the problem that we're having. Um, and to fix this problem now, right? So our, our first problem is We're not going out anymore because the government's locked us in our home, right? And even before that, we were moving our whole social life to like Facebook and Twitter. And now that's that's created perceived problems. Maybe some of these problems are real, but like also generally perceived problems. And now our solution is let's give this these social networks the power to police our social life. And this is huge. When I read this these the, these news articles, like this immediately went off in my head but i don't think it went off in a lot of people said at least like the journalists writing about this they don't seem to understand this what we're doing here is we're giving a private company information and to some degree power because you know as we know from lord peter baelish knowledge is power <laughs> um to like we're giving them information and thus power 
that previously only like really authoritarian regimes had, right? If you're thinking about so in in human history, when or like you know, in I'm talking about Western countries here, right? I have experience with. I mean, I don't know. For all intents and purposes, in China or if you're in Cuba or whatever, it might be like this right now. But like historically, historically speaking, um, so this we're talking about a a somebody controlling like basically knowing about your very close-held political beliefs. And this is why I call it Blockwart, because a good example is the, uh, I think it's actually called, was it uh, Blockleiter? It's the actual historical term. Um, but Blockwart is the term we still use in German. That's like the, the, the guy. So the Nazi party realized that to galvanize support, the best way was what the Nazis did and basically invented was create a political party that um, permeates all of society. And they wanted everything to be permeated by the Nazi party. So one of the things they did was these blockwarts, they blockwarts in like city blocks, every city block had like one person who was like tasked, tasked by the party to spread propaganda and to basically snitch on people and recruit other people to snitch on people who, who like weren't, you know, on the party line. And then, you know, of course, under under Stalinism in the Soviet, the Soviets learned from this. Um, they basically did the same thing. Like the Soviets did the same thing. They, they tried to make the whole society a Soviet society. And they had these snitches everywhere. Like in East Germany, it was the same thing. And that's what Facebook is recreating here. Right, snitches. They're going like, you can report your friends now if you think they're extremists. You gotta let that like sink in what that means. Or even the fact that Facebook thinks by the information they have, they they can like pick out who's the extremists. Like that's not so, like <laughs> you know that's not something the German government can do. We have an intelligence service, and I talked about these guys a lot recently, including last episode of Verfassungsschutz, uh, that is tasked with finding extremists in the country. They 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 have a hard time doing this. In in fact, they have such a hard time doing it that they keep asking to like remove more and more. Uh, civil liberty so that they can just put Trojans everywhere and spy on everybody because they, by their own admission, can't find these fucking extremists. Right? But Facebook can? So so there's there's, there's two possibilities here. Either they're right and they actually can do this, which is the, the, the most scary possibility, or they're just full of shit and they're just, like with everything, have just algorithms and they just throw things against the wall. And then they just blame certain people for being extremists, right? That's even the more benign. That's a that's a shitty alternative, but that's the more benign, right? The other is that Zuck fucking knows everything about everybody in this play. And I think potentially they do. I don't think that, you know, the whole big data works that well. Um, because, I mean... You'd think if they actually knew that much, they could actually produce targeted advertising that's targeted at you. Um, and I don't know what your experience is, but I get like like ninety percent of like the very targeted advertising on Facebook is like bullshit. And I'm not somebody who's like either 
has hard, hard to like glean taste nor like is, is is very private with those if i like something you know consumer stuff everybody knows about it like i blog about it i post that on facebook whatever um so i don't know but like the what scares me is like this willingness of people which i think basically they're so scared um the the media managed to scare people so much of ooh, the extremists the virus oh my god facebook manipulating the elections the russians uh wait we have a goddamn ruskies they're everywhere we're gonna all gonna die um cheeky bricky palchik wiki ah the russian um so they're so them they scared people so much that that people now i don't know think it's a good idea if facebook does this kind of thing or if they snitch i mean to be fair there was a lot of uh criticism of this right on 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 social media on facebook and on on twitter but like the, the for example the what what worries me is that my my colleagues in the media they're just writing about this like the verge the verge is no um uh, they're not alone with this and there's like even more like if you go to left layer like one of the interesting things is like one of the pers- people um who got this message and who posted uh publicly about this uh was a, re- a republican member of the house uh a very <laughs> controversial me- member of the house uh Marjorie taylor green um who if you look her up on uh, wikipedia she's a conspiracy theorist and this message says, Ma- Major- Marjorie, Marjorie it is, right? Marjorie, uh, you have been exposed to harmful extremist con- content recently. So she was reading probably something from the Trump campaign or whatever. And like, I've got this link um, that, you know, you should recognize. You, you listen to this podcast, you recognize slant. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't call this propaganda, but this is heavy slant, right? This is obviously, I don't, I don't really know the Daily Dot, but they're obviously like a very liberal left-leaning site because they're just, oh my God, she, uh, she was saying this and then she got taken the shit out of uh, on, on Twitter and everybody's like, yeah, you've probably been listening to Trump, to Trump people or whatever. <laughs> what a nut job, she's such a conspiracy theorist. But the thing is like, of course, immediately labeled as a conspiracy theorist okay yeah we know we know this but like in today's world that apparently means conspiracy conspiracy theorist could like basically means conspiracy terrorist you're basically a terrorist you're an extremist or you're at least hanging out with extremists okay let's take that for granted let's imagine this website is right. Let's imagine this colleague of mine, and I'm using air quotes, this journalist as the, at the Daily. I don't think that's a very journalistic piece uh, this person wrote there. I don't even know who it is. I don't give a damn. But like, imagine, just imagine they're right. Let's imagine we have somebody who's an extremist or who hangs out with extremists or reads their stuff or is in danger of becoming an extremist because Facebook says so is a fucking member of the house of the house of representatives if that was true if 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 
this person was an extremist or close to extremist, shouldn't there be like another like shouldn't shouldn't there be another mechanism in your democracy to defend democracy against actual fucking extremists? Like if I think about that, I think like like I don't know, we're talking US, right? So like hardcore Al Qaeda fucking you know, I don't know, oper operatives or I, I don't know. I don't even really like I've been I'm born in nineteen eighty three. There wasn't there there hasn't been much extremism in Germany, right? We had the RAF, which was before my time, this is like the, the the Rote Armee Fraktion, right? The the left left wing terrorists. Um you know, certainly we had some somebody tried to blow up the Bonn Central Station when I was living there, like some you know uh, General Al Qaeda, apparently close to Al Qaeda guy. You know, the, 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 there was the guy driving or killing people with a truck on the Christmas market, right? That's about what what we have. Um, but I don't know how it is in the US. I, wouldn't this be a case for the FBI if you have a if you have extremists in your fucking parliament? Like I know that they're like you know uh, immune against prosecution, but like wouldn't you like that 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 hasn't stopped the FBI before? But like in Germany, we have the Verfassungsschutz. This would be a case of the if we actually had an extremist sitting in our parliament, this would be something like, I mean, yes, there are. Um, they have immunity as parliamentarians, but like you can you can rescind that. Like you can open criminal proceedings against them. Like what? 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 The Facebook? Like your solution to this is Facebook? A message popping up saying, "Hey, Marjorie, I think your friends are like what the fuck? This is so dumb." I mean, I rant on this show a lot, but like, come on, guys, that is so. Like, if you actually think about this and talk about this for a while and, like, let it marry, it's incredibly dumb. It's dumb on all angles. Ang 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 Things. Vectors. The, the dumbness is coming in from everywhere. Like, how idiotic is that? Like, even within your internal logic, if you think she's an extremist, like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be fucking Facebook's problem. <sighs> <clears throat> wasn't there some multiple shootings last year in Germany says Astro C I don't I mean there was like a few years ago there was something in the Munich shopping center but like is that extremism like I mean there have been school shootings but I wouldn't like I wouldn't qualify those ex as extremisms right it's even like that they're just like mentally ill people Right. See, for me, it's like it's, it's it's. I have a problem with the term extremism because, in in linguistic terms, it means just like being extremely in one. Like you know, I would cl classify some people I met in the open source, free, especially the free software community, as extremists. Right. I think where open source software is concerned, Richard Stallman is an extremist. That doesn't mean he's a terrorist, right? But like a lot of these people, you can have, you can, you can perpetrate acts of terrorism without being extremist. The RAF certainly was; they were extremists. They were like, um, they wanted, you know, to turn West Germany into a communist state as well. Um, but like, so, so I don't know. I, the Christchurch shooting, right? White, uh, white power extremist, whatever. Um, 
yes, he went to a mosque. You know, I would say it's a hate crime. I wouldn't. Yes, of course, a hate crime. He he, he shot Muslims, right? Because he hated, by his own admission, Muslims. But like. Is that really extremism or what was that just like a mentally ill person who wanted to take out his hate on somebody and he just went into the white power direction or whatever, right? That that you can't really qualify that as a political like it certainly didn't serve any goals. It's like Anders Breivik, right? The guy's a neo-Nazi, but like it I think you could you could you could discuss this. Uh, Centurio Pertz says, "What is a love crime? Um, if if uh, if your wife um, commits adultery and you hit her over the head with a blunt instrument, um, you know, typical Colombo case, um, that would be a, I would classify that as a crime of love. It's usually called a crime of passion, isn't it?" All crime has some hate involved. That is steep. I I wouldn't know. I mean, right? You could you could you could I could right now. Which uh, in case the police is listening to the podcast version of this, uh, this is not the case. This is completely hypothetical. And if you look on YouTube, you can see it's not the case, right? Everything behind me could be f full of pot plants right now that I'm growing to just get sky high every evening, right? That has there would be no hate involved. It'd be crime in Germany. Um, maybe that would also be a crime of passion. Uh, you know, my passion for weed, which I don't really have, so it's completely hypothetical. But you know, anyway. Um, so I don't understand this. I don't understand this whole thing. I don't understand. I don't understand what what these people are thinking. I don't understand. Why you want somebody as a company uh, to police this stuff? I don't, I don't, I don't understand how the Verge. I mean, if I read the Verge story, I, th I would think. If I had to guess, I would think the author thinks this is a good idea. Um, I don't understand how you can go in there. I think I've said this before, but I think it's worth reiterating: propaganda is propaganda. It doesn't matter what side it comes from, right? Propaganda can come from the left, from the right, from the middle. From the blue team, the red team, the president, the challenger, the government, a random internet forum, or a multinational corporation. Right? In the last case, you would call it PR. But it is propaganda. Uh, if you do not believe me, uh, I, I direct you to the uh, uh, original work on this topic by Edward Bernays, uh, a book called Propaganda, where he explains this. And he explains the difference between propaganda and public relations. Spoiler, there is none. Uh, which was written in 1928. I recommend this book. It's a very good book. I'm going to do a podcast episode on propaganda at one point. It's on the list. Um, yeah, so it's it's all propaganda. It's it's all the same. Um, it's basically trying to convince you of something. Um, I don't think it actually has to be wrong. It's just trying to convince you of something. Right? It's basically advertising. Um, sometimes take takes different forms. Like you can you can you can use propaganda to scare people into doing something. Usually they don't do that with advertising. Um, but you know you basically it's a it's a it's an instrument for getting people to do what you want, and and, and everybody does it. Um, so um, I don't think it's the job of a private company to decide this, to decide morals, to decide who's an extremist. 
Um, if somebody has to decide who is an extremist, I think in a democracy it should be the legislature. Um, so, yeah, as I said before, I think it's the uh, this is the problem of the education system. I think we need to teach people and probably first teach teachers and parents and then teach the kids um, how to recognize propaganda. And to understand that, you know, um, if you're reading the New York Times and the New York Times says, well, uh, Donald Trump puts out all of this propaganda and then in the next article just verbatim quotes a press conference from Joe Biden, then that in itself is propaganda. Um, it's propaganda doesn't also doesn't have to be bad. Like, you know, it's like... Um, it's like that's a, that's a, something you decide after the fact, I guess. You know, if you look at World War II, right, the British government <laughs> had a lot of propaganda. And um, there are a lot of historians, actually, who uh, basically credit Churchill and his use of propaganda of uh, defeating Hitler um, because he kept the UK in the war in a time when a lot of the public of the like a lot of people felt faltered and this propaganda worked really well so you know the you know the keep calm and carry on and all that um so you could argue that that in in the end had a net positive effect for the world like even for germany um so propaganda is just a thing right i personally don't think propaganda is really bad it's just like it's a fact of life the problem with propaganda is not propaganda but that people don't understand it that people think the russian like how many people i talk to on a daily basis like colleagues even people who write mainstream news articles who think the russian government puts out propaganda but the german government doesn't of course the German government puts out propaganda. Right? A poster with the fucking, with your mobile phone and like the happy face and the let's all use the Corona app, that's propaganda. It could be net positive in the end, of course. But it's, it's a textbook propaganda. It's a poster with a big slogan. And these people think, okay, because that slogan, that's not propaganda. But like, if the Soviets did it, that was propaganda. If the Nazis did it, that would. We're a democratic government. We don't have propaganda. What the fuck? What do you think a press conference by the chancellor is? <laughs> right? She's gonna. She's trying to stay in office. She's trying to explain her side. That's that's propaganda. It's communication. It's trying to explain your side. It can be more or less egregious. But the, the funny thing is, like, for example, Trump's propaganda through the last four years was incredibly egregious. And everybody could tell it was propaganda, right? And so he got, got taken apart in the press. There was a lot of propaganda coming from the other side that people didn't recognize, right? I mean, Joe Biden's campaign was brewing out propaganda left and right. They just did it a lot better, right? It wasn't, it wasn't like fucking make America great again and... Right, um, and that's that's the actual danger when people don't recognize it. Um, that's that's the problem. I like in in the last episode, I had some great feedback from Yevgeny Kuznetsov, uh, who, 
in a in a in a in a somewhat of an irony is a Russian goddamn Ruskies um, who wrote something that I want to read out again because uh, I think it's great. I've I've, I've uh, thought about this a lot since well yeah, I recorded the last episode yesterday, but I think it's great. So uh, we're actually talking about uh, in this case about children and general education, but I think he's completely right. So Yevgeny said. Um, we can't shield a, sh- a child from all the hurtful, false, and bogus information for 18 years and then suddenly expect them to be able to tell good information from bad and make their own choices when they become an adult, can we? We, and I mean parents first and foremost, have to show our children... Well, I'm, I kind of feel like I'm part of that club because I'm kind of a, you know, as a journalist, kind of a parent of the public. <laughs> you know, your job's not to inform the public, so I, I, I feel included in this. Um... We have to show our children all kinds of things, or, you know, the general public, um, and teach them to make their own choices. That's what I'm trying to do with this podcast. That's what I say. Think for yourself. Make your own fucking choices. You don't have to agree with me. That's not the point. Uh, so that they can be adults when they grow up. Be an adult. Be an adult. Actually, um, speaking of propaganda, I was always, uh, as, a, as a joke, because I'm a historian of morbid humor, uh, whenever I'm in a shop and I have the, you know, the... Because of the coronavirus, uh, you have to wash your hands and uh, stay, uh, you know... It's smoother. It's like a smooth voice. It's like, please wash your hands and, and keep distance. And we, we can do this together. It always ends like this. We, we can fight this together. And it's so proper. It's like fucking World War II propaganda on the radio. It reminds me of one of my favorite movies, Das Boot, where they li- always listen to the propaganda, like radio thing, like when there's uh, when they're sub- um, not submerged, right? And it always goes, "Das Das Oberkommando der Wehrmacht informiert." It was like the wartime, like propaganda news on the radio, right? The the, the Wehrmacht, uh, the headquarters of the Wehrmacht. Um, delivers you the following information and so i always went when the when the corona message goes off like you know uh, we can all do this together i, I always say <laughs> look at my wife and go das oberkommando der wehrmacht informiert because it's the fucking same thing anyway um yevgeny continues if on the other hand we don't want adults but instead want obedient servants that follow orders and let authorities decide everything for them, then yes, we need to be only showing children what we think is suitable for them and let the idea of there are people that decide what's good for me and these people are always right sink in properly while they're kids. And this, he said this about kids, but this goes for everybody. Um, this, goes, this goes for everybody we need to train everybody like this. You know, we need to train people to think for themselves. That's why I'm doing this podcast. Actually, Dr. Koala Science says, information of people I don't like equals propaganda. That is the public view, I think you mean, right? That's like, that's how it's used. Like, propaganda is used also not as a scientific descriptor, which is what I'm trying to use it as, uh, but itself as propaganda, right? To, like, you can label uh, something the information I don't like from an opponent propaganda. That's like, you know, labeling somebody a conspiracy theorist. That's like an attack. That's like to sideline them, right? Um, I mean, what, like, I've, that's another term I always go on. Like, what, like, a conspiracy theorist, okay? Well, you know, you, you, 
you theorize that there are conspiracies. In itself, that's not bad. There are conspiracies. Right? I mean, the same people that are basically saying, hey, conspiracy theorists are evil, often say, you know, all the uh, Putin is trying to do this and that. Um, you know, he's trying to, like, the, 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 they object to somebody saying, um, let's pick some. Somebody killed John McAfee. He didn't kill himself, right? They object to that. But when somebody says, hey, that, that, that guy uh, that was attacked with Novichok, like in the UK, that was Putin. Then, you know, I mean, that's a conspiracy. They're conspiracy theorists. There's nothing wrong with being a conspiracy theorist. There are conspiracies. You study fucking history. There are conspiracies everywhere. Right? And then sometimes, some, yes, people are idiots. Right? The earth is not flat. It's not hollow. There are not dinosaurs living there. Like Hitler is not alive on the other side of the moon. The Nazis didn't have fucking flying saucers. Yeah, of course. Right? But, like, saying that there's really shady backroom bullshit going on with FIFA and how they build stadiums and how they give, like, World Cups to countries and, like, all the fucking corruption there, the fucking corruptions in the, corruption in the Russian government, you know, fucking corruption with people who are senators in the U.S. I mean, that's not... Yeah, it's a conspiracy theory, but sometimes they turn out to be right. I just this labeling is just idiotic. It doesn't help anybody. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work. And that's bad enough. Like it's bad enough that we have all this shit. It's bad enough that we get divided every day. Um, you know, the left, the right, the middle, the blue team, the red team, the greens, you know, the Catholics, the Protestants, the Jews, the Muslims. We're all fucking human beings. We're not that different. And fucking go travel somewhere. Like, I was very happy, my, very lucky. My parents sent me to Australia when I was like 17 and I realized, hey, I'm on the other side of the world. These people speak English and they have a very, very weird accent and it's a different culture, but basically it's all the same thing, right? And then you go somewhere else and it's like basically, you go to Africa and the people look different, but basically they're all human beings. We're all fucking human beings. And the funny thing is that gets proven by how we're divided, right? By all the listeners I have. And I encourage you to write in about this and give me your opinion. Uh, go to private citizen press. Contact details are in the, on, on top of the page. Please tell me about this. But like the more people do this, the more people write in, the more I also get this, this impression that this is all like... We're all being divided, but we're all being divided in the same way, right? So you guys in the US, you're being divided. But the Russians, you know, talk to Yevgeny, they're being divided. They're being divided as well. We're being divided into Americans and, and Russians, but the Russians in themselves are being divided in a hundred ways. The Germans are being divided. The Everybody, the fucking Chinese are probably being divided. I don't even know what the hell is going on over there. You know, in the UK, they're being divided. They're being divided b between, like, the Scots, the Irish, the Northern Irish, the, the, the people in Wales, whatever they're called, Velisians, Belgians, no fucking idea. Everybody, the people in England are being divided. There's the north of England, there's London, the fucking south of London. Oh, you're from the south of London. You know, you've, you've, stop, 
stop with this shit. It doesn't help anybody. This is making then that is bad enough. And if it wasn't so bad, now we're like, oh, somebody needs to police this. Let's hand this over to the private company. Like how are we have news like this in the fucking news, right? And there's German press is writing about this. Why isn't a German politician saying it's not fucking face Facebook is a company in the US and they don't even pay taxes over here. Fuck him. Fuck him. They don't get to decide who of our citizens sees what on and who's an extremist. We have a government we have an intelligence service for this kind of we have seventeen intelligence services, one in every federal state and then a federal one. To, to figure out this shit. Just like, why do they have the right to put the Trojan, we talked about this last episode, on my fucking computer to catch extremists if we then hand this over to Facebook? What the fuck? The Welsh. The Welsh. Thank you, Xintu. If Dave listens to this, I'm going to get an evil email. Why don't you know they're called Welsh? The Welsh. The, the the Welsh the Welshians would be nicer though the Valesians the Valesians um, yeah don't don't get divided people we're all human beings right I don't care what religion you have I don't care who you fuck or who you don't fuck I don't give a damn I don't care what color your skin is uh, if you have skin um, who gives a fuck and let's not fucking even give one inch on this shit like let's not fucking facebook get the idea that they can start to like regulate it's the same shit when twitter went oh we're cutting off the president of the united states right that's what i objected to it's not about fucking trump it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who the president is you can't just go oh we're a private company this is our playground we're cutting off the head of the government in the country where where our fucking company is based no you fucking don't no you fucking don't doesn't matter who the president is and now it's biden I mean, if they went now and would cut him off i would i don't like the guy but i would go like i would object to that as well that's a point oh no it's not his office fuck you're just mincing words it's idiotic anyway that's enough enough rants right don't divide <laughs> dr koala science i think you listen to no agenda uh, biden good orange man bad oh, mm, wait orange man bad anyway let's wrap this up um talking about feedback uh let's talk about the feedback Yeah, I'm sorry, that was a fake out. Of course, we don't have any feedback. I recorded the last episode yesterday. Uh, actually, had an email, but that was private. Um, that was somebody who didn't want to have his information on the show, so I'm honoring that, of course. Uh, please write me. Um, contact details are in the show notes uh, on Private Citizen Press. Um, I would love you to. I mean, we have a matrix room that you can use. Um, whatever you want. There's, like, encrypted ways of contacting me. Um, if you don't want me to put this stuff on the show, if you just want to talk to me, that's all right. 
uh, just tell me, right? Like if you want your name quoted in a certain way or not quoted at all, just write it in the message. Just tell me and I'm going to abide by that. It's one of the things I take very seriously being a journalist. Uh, you're a source in this case and I will protect you. Um, and, you know, just like anything really, like what do you like about, like, do you agree with me on this? Do you have a different viewpoint? Um, what are the topics you would like to see covered? Uh just tell me how it's going. Like, how's the propaganda going where you are, right? That's interesting to me. Um, when we had, like, lots of these COVID episodes, a lot of people were writing and how, like, when, you know, when the restrictions were just getting started. Um, I had people writing me from all over the world telling me how the situation is where they are, like, kind of boots on the ground um, reports. I think this is very valuable um, because, you know, I, I know this, this show is listened to all over the world, which is why I do this in English. Uh, specifically and um, I think we need more viewpoints that's another thing like that's that's important like you know to understand that we are not that that you know different from each other um, and you know to see how like this stuff affects all of us I mean that's why often of course I'm in German, Germany so I, I talk about German news a lot but like I always try to pick topics where I think like this is something that 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 affects everybody or will affect everybody at some point. Um, same way why I always talk about things from the US, like news from the US, basically, because that's where, like, especially where tech is concerned, um, that's where this stuff happens first. And then it just radiates outwards. Like five years later, it arrives in Germany, basically. Um, so, um, yes, please, please, please write in. I appreciate it very much. And yeah, with that, uh, of course, uh, let's move on here. Um, <laughs> not not really any feedback today, but, you know, I'm taking a hiatus. I'm going away for three weeks. Uh, so I, I, I'm sure uh, the next episodes or the next few episodes will have a lot of feedback. Um, it tends to just, you know, buffer up. <laughs> very quickly before I go I mean you know you've I already talked about this yesterday but you know might be some new listeners um, I do this show uh, for free for you of course uh, it's always going to be that way uh, it's going to be no advertising I don't I don't think it's it works with a show like this um, I like to speak my mind and advertisers don't like that um, so I don't want any advertisers, um, but the way this works, um, I'm using the so-called value-for-value model, uh, pioneered by uh, John C. Dvorak and uh, Adam Curry on No Agenda, and uh, it works like this. You get this for free, you can listen to it, and um, you don't have to do anything, right? Don't feel bad. It's all good. You're good. You can listen to it. But if you're like, oh, I got value from this, this is valuable to me, I want this to continue, uh, because, you know, I'm a freelance journalist. I need to somehow make money uh, in, in some ways. And this kind of also, you know, I mean, I've promised to do an episode every week, but it kind of uh, gauges, like, how much time I can spend on it. And maybe, you know, if I get more support, I can do more episodes. If you want to do that, if you want to support me, you can become a, a patron on Patreon. Uh, I understand uh, a lot of people don't like Patreon. That is okay. It's kind of handy for me. Uh, it takes care of everything. They even do, like, 
proper tax reports, which a lot of these US companies can't do, like for Europe. So that's pretty cool. Um, and it's kind of, you know, subscription. So it uh, it works for me. Uh, it's, you know, I have things like levels that start at like $1. If you want to do that, fine. Works great. But if you don't want Patreon, uh, you can just send me money via PayPal. Um, producers at fab.industries uh, is the PayPal address. If that doesn't work for you, just contact me um, over the uh, aforementioned contacts uh uh, links or whatever on a private citizen press i think we can work something out people are threatening to send me checks because i've never in my life cashed a check i don't even know how that works i shit you not i've never i've never written a check i've never cashed one i saw my father fa- my father my, my father saw my father uh write a check once that's the one time i can remember i can remember his checkbook he like writing it and pulling it and we were like in france and in Germany, they were using credit cards for everything. Uh, well, for you know, you could use credit cards, but that was like in restaurant in the south of France where they didn't didn't even have the like the old school <laughs> machines where you just like kind of you know uh, just had a piece of paper and it would like like it would like carbon copy the card on it. Um, you sound like a kid about checks, says, says Twitch chat. Uh, I was born in 1983, so yeah, maybe. Um, also Germany um, so uh, you know we were very quick with like um, you know the, the electronic uh, payment by card not even credit card but like debit cards right um, so I grew up with that I, I don't know anything about checks but like if you want to send me bitcoin or whatever uh, we can figure it out just contact me um, I'm sure we can figure it out and the people who have helped out uh, who I appreciate very much, who made the show possible. I would like to mention them now because they're very dear to me. So uh, thanks to George's, Steve O's, Butterbeans, Jonathan M. Heavy, Michael Mullen Jensen, Dave, 1i11g, Jackie Plage, Michael Small, Vlad, Philip Klostermann, Jaroslav Lichtblau, IKN, Kaisiers, Bennett Piata, Fadi Mansour, Joe Poser, Dirk Didi, Larry Glock. I always like to do that. <laughs> David Potter, Matt Jellyman, Mode 7, Mika, Martin, Sandman616, Mr. Ramish, Avis, Dave Amrish, Rudain the Insane, Rizal, Drive Zero, Ricky M, Barry Williams, Jonathan Edwards, Captain Eckhart, Cam D, RJ Tracy, Ezekiel 017, Rick Bragg, Robert Forster, Super User, No Reply, and Christoph Martin. And of course, I've mentioned Twitch chat a lot during this episode. I live stream this on Twitch. Um, so you can subscribe to my Twitch channel, which uh, aside from me recording these podcasts also has me playing games. Not as much as I wanted to. And I've been trying to get a schedule going again for this kind of thing. Um, but it just didn't work. So that's one of the reasons why I'm just taking a break from the computer for two weeks. I just need to like clear everything. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start fresh and I hopefully... Uh, can get this working but if you um you know use twitch you can you can subscribe there uh which also helps the show same thing uh except you if you have amazon prime you can do that for free uh you have to renew it every month but basically you don't you don't pay anything aside from having prime anyway uh and i get uh, a twitch subscription so i get the money every month so that's pretty cool um, and the people who are Twitch subscribers, who I would like to thank as well, uh, are Mike the Dane, Galteran, Sandman616, 
Redeemer, RF, Flash Gordo, Mod 7 is unavailable, Butter Beans, Indie Game EX, Acaronta 7, Bacon the Pork, Centuria Apertus, and Ezekiel 017. And then I also need to thank Bytemark at bytemark.co.uk because they provide me servers pro bono um, that I use to get the podcast audio files to you, which is very important. That's very important infrastructure, especially in the light of uh, YouTube going, oh, well, you said something we think uh, doesn't agree with the WHO. <coughs> Actually, didn't, but like, yeah, and then they pulled you up. So, so yeah, that's why, that's why, uh, as Adam Curry says. Yeah, it's it's a great time to be a podcaster, and that's why we need Bandmark. So I thank them very much as well. Uh, let's get out of here. Um, I'm gonna play us out. Uh, the theme tune of this podcast is called "Acoustic Roots" by Raul Cabezali. I like to mention that because credit where credits due. I'm gonna play you out now with the song. This is all licensed via Epidemic Sound. Um, called I Don't Know How They Know My Name by Of Men and Wolves featuring Tommy Jungberg. Sounds like he's Swedish. Jung, Jungberg, probably. Um, <laughs> uh, don't forget to thank the Ministry of Truth. Thank you. Thanks to the Ministry. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't have that yet in Germany, but, you know, it, it's just a matter of time. So I'm getting out of here. Um, please remember uh, to occasionally aim to misbehave uh, to keep the government on and their minions on their toes and then also just remember don't let them divide you uh, we're all humans um, we don't agree mostly but we're all humans and uh, we should hash it out right and don't 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 let them divide you <laughs>